uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. In this episode, I am joined by Fuse. Fuse are one of the world's leading providers of cloud-based voice, video and collaboration solutions. They have been growing incredibly quickly and speculation about their potential IPO is also creating real buzz within the industry. Today, Michael Affronti, who is their Vice President for Product, joins me on the podcast to review their year so far and also look ahead to the future. I started by asking Michael for his Fuse highlights from the past 12 months. Have a listen. It's been a really busy year at Fuse, as you can imagine. And the uh, it's it's there's been a lot of growth in the company. Let me start with that. So we, you know, I recall back to when I joined uh, Fuse uh, through the acquisition of our company uh, called Contactive. This was back in January 2015. You know, we were about 400 people or so, and now we're north of about 700 uh, so we've grown significantly in just in terms of the employee base at Fuse. And that growth has really, um, you know, been, been uh, you know, parallel to the growth that we've seen in the overall business in terms of our uh, our sales and the growth in the market and our focus on the enterprise. Um, so over the last year, uh, you know, we have grown significantly uh, in terms of our customer base. Uh, we've continued to expand both inside of the United States and outside of it with companies that are headquartered uh, in places uh, all over EMEA, um, you know, in Asia Pac and, and Australia. Uh, so we're seeing great growth internationally, um, as well as great uh, or, or significant growth, I should say, from the actual uh, Fuse product portfolio itself. We we about halfway through last year, sometime in the middle of the summer, um, we released the Fuse 5.0 uh, update, which was a pretty broad update to our, our unified application portfolio. We really intended to help um, continue to streamline and make uh, unified communications a part of the daily life of a lot of our customers and, and soon-to-be customers. And specifically, that 5.0 release had a couple of really innovative technologies in it, like our Fuse web uh, application, the first fully native UC application that lives in the browser, um, our guests functionality to invite external participants to collaborate with you, and a number of improvements to our mobile platform as well as well as our um, real-time network monitoring. Uh, so really, you know, as you hinted at in the beginning, uh, a pretty broad portfolio approach to unified communications. But in essence, the applications are really distilled down to make it to make them as easy to use as possible um, for our end users. That approach from Fuse in terms of you guys offer a very holistic portfolio so that you can assist customers in sort of in every stage of their unified communications platforms. And that's very important, isn't it? That you can help at different levels. So yes, a portfolio approach is required with unified communications to actually deliver the, the unified part. At the same time, and, and I've, you know, I have some experience from doing this in, in previous uh, roles in my career, you, know, you have to be very, very careful in designing products like we do with Fuse, um, where you don't try to create the kitchen sink. And I think that that is a, certainly a problem that sort of the, the the first sort of generation of enterprise software back in the you know the early 2000s really when consumerization started to drive was really about like just adding more and more features into the software to try to make it as as useful as possible but what you often found is that you know the stats i think vary but something generally like uh, 80% of the users are only ever really going to use about 20% of the functionality in most enterprise software that they're given at work um, and then the challenge now, especially with the prevalence of you know, the mobile, app, mobile apps and the mobile app stores, is that you're now competing not just with them not using the features and the applications that you build for the enterprise, but also the switching costs to a free application that probably does basically the same thing from an app store uh, is almost zero. 
So when we think about fees, um, although we have a broad portfolio approach, that portfolio is really designed to help the larger enterprise itself adopt fees. From an end user perspective, we're very systematic and very design focused to make sure that the right features are added to the portfolio and added to the app so that they're actually used. We want a, a very different ratio of usage that we, uh, that we track and aspire to uh, as opposed to um, you know, that 80-20. And there's a big difference, isn't there? And you, you mentioned it before in consumer technologies that have popularized and been brought to the fore within technology. But at Fuse, obviously, for it to be suitable for the enterprise, there's a huge amount of considerations in terms of compliance and various others and security that necessarily don't have to be considered within the, within the consumer environment. So being able to bring that the, the ease of use that I know is, is very important to you guys into the enterprise it is more difficult, isn't it, with, with balancing those enterprise requirements? Yeah, I, I'll give you a specific example. You know, I think that the it's it can be it can be almost alluring to just think about it as well. If we design a beautiful product, then our end users will gravitate towards it and they'll use it. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll sort of deal with the implications to the sort of enterprise, the enterprise part of the portfolio later. But in reality, we, we have to do both at the same time. And the example I'll give is, you know, when we think about running our Fuse mobile application or on your iOS or Android device, you know, how we interact with the contacts on your device. Most people will have work contacts in their personal contact storage on their phone. So Fuse asks you permission, of course, and then it'll access those contacts to make it easier to call them from the Fuse application or to add them to a meeting invite. But on the back end, thinking through very carefully, what do we do with those contacts? Where do we store them? How are they actually um, aggregated? How are they, how are they protected? Considering things like GDPR, um, if a user were to leave the Fuse platform, um, how do we make it possible for those that, for that data and those contacts to leave the platform with that user in an appropriate way? Um, so we have teams that in parallel will think about how do we build a, you know, an engaging user experience that helps them be productive during the day. And also part of the team uh, thinking about, you know, sort of beneath the waterline, what are we doing to protect user data, protect privacy, um, you know, fit into enterprise deployment methodologies and enterprise frameworks like, um, you know, like Okta, uh, so that we can actually do things in a way that is uh, useful for the large companies that we sell to. And and that's a, that rising importance or, or the apparent rising importance of security and compliance, although I'm, I'm sure it's, it's always been important within the enterprise, is one industry trend we're seeing. What are the industry trends and technology trends uh, are you seeing that you think are impacting Fuse the most? Yeah, that's another great question. There's a couple of technology trends that we're paying close attention to. I think the first is the role of identity uh, and how that has changed in the last, you know, probably two years or so. I think as more and more companies have moved their uh, productivity infrastructure to the cloud, uh, we've seen a, you know, a rise of uh, Okta specifically and this whole idea of cloud-based identity management. Um, so we, you know, we announced uh, some strong technology partnerships or our strong technology partnership with Okta this year uh, because we're seeing so many of the large enterprises move towards an aggregated uh, identity solution in the cloud um, to then connect their other best-in-breed solutions like Fuse to it so that things like user provisioning, identity management, group management are all handled automatically um, in something that is, you know, cloud native as opposed to built for, you know, sort of the, the gen one of the on-premise enterprise uh, infrastructure. I think the other, um, the other technology that we're really fascinated by is the move to the browser broadly. 
Um, that's obviously no surprise since, you know, companies like Salesforce pioneered the idea of the entire application living in the browser. Um, but with, you know, real-time media, that's actually been something that has been more nascent over the years just due to the limitations of the browser itself. Um, but what we released this year with our Fuse 5.0 with, with the Fuse web application and our um, our foray into a browser-based experience is really taking advantage of the latest technologies that the browsers are adopting to support audio and video in a rich way. Um, you know, we, and we dream of leveraging that technology over the next you know, uh, few years to a world where folks are having completely seamless Fuse experiences with rich real-time video, audio, and screen sharing um, and never having to download a native application uh, on any device. And I think that's that's a trend we're certainly excited about when we've already started working with the release of Fuse Web this year, and something I think will continue to drive a lot of our um, a lot of our thinking. Well, talking about driving that thinking, uh, over the next 12 months, what are your into into 2019 over the next 12 months? what are, what are the main targets? What are going to be the main areas of of, of focus for Fuse? Yeah, another another good question on our expansion. Um, so over the next couple of months, over the next year, um, I think we've got a couple of things on our horizon. Um, you know, it's been uh, it's been made pretty public that we are aspiring to uh, become a public company. Uh, you know, and that's something that is certainly dependent on uh, a number of conditions that can be out of Fuse's control in terms of the market and whatnot. Um, so we're we're preparing for that, uh, which is one big part of our expansion. That obviously takes a lot of uh, energy from a company perspective. Uh, in parallel, um, we are working on our channel program. Um, so we've got a great channel program already at Fuse. We work with a number of the best uh, you know, system integrators and VARs uh, in a number of different locations. And next year, we're expanding that program even further to bring uh, more of them into uh, into the Fuse uh, partnership portfolio. Um, and then the third, and you know, a bit more on the uh, bleeding edge side, is thinking a lot about the role of uh, AI and machine learning uh, as it applies to Fuse. You know, one thing we've realized from our own experiments that we've been running over the last year is that you know, it obviously takes a lot of work and a lot of very intelligent people to even begin to uh, create products in the AI ML space that can help users and companies be productive. Um, so we've been running some experiments internally uh, and also starting to partner with some best-in-class AI companies around how to use the communications data that Fuse amasses uh, for our customers to help them be more productive. Uh, and this is specifically beyond the the traditional way people think about UC data with um, uh, with you know just sort of analyzing it, which in the past is mostly around like call hold time and how long did it take for you know a person coming in through customer support to reach their you know desired person. Um, those still matter, um, but we're thinking of second order problems, the types of things like we have a very distributed organization at Fuse and. Uh, how does you know our global workforce look from a productivity perspective mapped to time? Are they working a majority of their time out of hours even though they live in a um, you know a remote location? Is that going to affect employee health and you know put them at risk of being burnt out and maybe leaving the company? Can we infer that from our communications data? Can we map that communications data to HR data and provide a useful summary of what's happening in your company? So, some really interesting areas of exploration um, that we are thinking about, and uh, and I think that's going to be another another theme for 2019. Oh well, that's really that's really fascinating to hear about, and I look very much forward uh, to the results of that. F for the meantime, though, Michael, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and updating us about Fuse and your plans. Yeah, no, it's been my pleasure. Uh, you know, I I love talking about Fuse. I'm really passionate about what we do here, and, and I look forward to uh, to talking again in the future. Thanks so much for the opportunity. 
Great to chat with Michael, so a big thanks to him and to Fuse for taking part in the podcast. If you want to know more about Fuse or their products across video, voice, collaboration or contact centre, head to the website at uctoday.com and you can find loads of information there. That's it for this week on Out Loud, but there is loads to come next week, including a monthly news roundup and a couple of extra bonus episodes. For today, though, that is all. Thanks for listening.